This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window. Making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Uh, it seems like we're in the right place, Harry. We're over here at Adams Place. I think we kind of fit in here right now. You're limping and I... And I think every joint in my body's hurting this morning. Yeah, I think I worked out too hard this morning. Well, you know, the truth is seldom pleasant, but it's probably the truth. We may be in the right place. But you retired earlier than I did, uh, school superintendent of Rutherford County, and you went into the traveling business. I mean, you were out <laughs> on a big ship and traveling all over the world. And Did you ever think you would do that? I don't know. I certainly had hoped. Uh, you know, I enjoy the heck out of cruising, as does my wife. And uh, I don't know. I think after I retired, golly, the last time from the town of Smyrna, I think in two years I did about seven cruises and would have had more had COVID not hit. <laughs> I was looking the other day at my cruise portfolio. I think we've been on 31 cruises. So... Uh, it's a lot of money, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, the neat thing about it, you meet a lot of new people. We've got yeah. friends in Fort Lauderdale, friends in Texas that we link up with and cruise with. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, it's another thing about retirement. You know, you wait all these years to retire to play golf and all that, and then you have bad backs like we got and bad knees, and it makes it virtually impossible to do. But cruising, anybody can do. 24 hours a day. You, you kind of got a little small bit, uh, room that, that they put you in, and Jackie and I, but, but we absolutely loved it because we were doing something all day and all night long. You, we, we almost never rested. Yeah, you, you know, it's not like you, I think uh, the the room we get, or it's about 194 square feet or something like that. We always yeah. get a balcony, but, uh, you know, you're never, you're never in there. No. You're out and about, you're doing something, you know, you're going into port, you're playing uh, shuffleboard, every once in a while we'll go up and shoot some hoops, and, you know, there's dancing and entertainment. It's just it's just a blast. You know, it's a city on the water is what it is. Oh, yeah. And I would uh, run. They kind of got a running area around the yep. deck, and uh, the wind got up a little bit and was shaking the ship, and, you know, when I was running, it almost threw me into the ocean. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It, it, it kind of gave a whip-like type thing. Yeah. I thought I was gone, so I, I, I quit doing that. It, it was amazing, but it, but it is a, a fun thing. Now, you were superintendent of schools, and, and I absolutely enjoyed working with you guys and doing all the interesting things that were going on at the time. And you had that personality that uh, you were very strong with a lot of areas, especially um, with, you had to work with a school board, which you had a pretty good school board back then, if I remember right. Yeah, we did, I, yes. I can remember you kind of getting red-faced a couple of times, <laughs> but most of the time, you guys. And then you had to work with the, the, the county commission. And the things that you were trying to provide for the schools at the time, you had to have. And... It becomes a uh, almost like a war sometimes, wasn't it? Because I had to go through the same process except for the school board. Yeah, and you know that the old saying, where you sit determines where you stand. I think that, that the, the county commission often had what they considered the best interest of the, interest 
of the taxpayers. You know, they didn't want to they didn't want to jack taxes up. They didn't want to uh, uh, pass that on to folks pocketbook but the reality was we needed schools yeah. we needed more teachers uh you needed more officers and the only way to get that is through the county commission and property taxes unfortunately the state didn't they didn't pony up enough money but uh you know i was fortunate and, and i probably shouldn't start listening but i had people like bob bullen who always helped out jeff jordan joyce ely faye elam uh will jordan uh, Joe Frank Jernigan, all those guys, and there's some others I'm leaving out, but those come to mind immediately. That, you know, they were pro schools, and they believed in me, believed in us, and we went down. When we'd go down and say, "Hey, we need, you know, 21 million for a new school. We're overpopulated. We need to stop buying all these portables. Kids aren't safe out there." They typically came through and helped uh, help me personally carry the ball across the goal line. You could tell what which uh, area the county commissioners were most interested in. And I remember when we came up with the school resource officer program, and you were a, a great uh, supporter of that uh, over the years. And uh, most of those people that you mentioned, uh, could un they understood that particular need in our school system. Because things were starting to change, and, and uh, um, the kids were changing. The parents were changing. It, it was a it was a, a harder thing to deal with back in those days that than it had been in, in earlier times. But uh, I remember uh, they would bring up uh, some of them that were against it. We don't want people carrying guns in our school. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement yeah. officers in in those type things. But I remember that you were very supportive of the program because you saw the need right away. Right. Well, on a national level, there were th things happening in schools. There was Columbine. Yeah, but we uh, were before Columbine. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, uh, personally, I recognize the need from from the very beginning. Uh, you know, schools back then, about the only thing they were prepared for was a tornado or a, or a fire. Uh, and we were required statewide to do drills on those. But nothing like for an active shooter or yeah. somebody grabs a kid and runs with them or runs a uh, car through the front of the building or or has uh, access to a fire alarm, pulls a fire alarm and goes out in the woods and waits on kids to come out there where they can open fire on them. I mean, it got to be a crazy world. And the reality is, uh, and kids were getting more violent, in particular at the high school level. They had access to weapons too. So it was a sage move to get uh, SROs in school, and, and of course, don't give me too much credit. You're really the person who deserves the credit for it, but I did well, recognize the officers really deserve yeah. credit. For well, that that. but the program itself needed to be started. You guys were kind of on the innovative side and in getting it started, and uh, now look what it's blossomed to. You know, we got I think three officers in all the high schools now, I believe, and every school in the county's got an SRO, and they should have one. Yeah. You have to protect the kids. Now, you came from a, a, you saw things in a whole lot different light. You came from a military family, and your dad uh, was a smadge. I, 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 <laughs> there's a lot of guys that were in the service can remember what a smadge was. Right. Now, there's, there's very few uh, uh, people that are sergeants or above that would rank higher than a general. Right. But there's something about a smadge. He pretty much ran everything. And I remember that very well when I was in the service. And your dad was respected everywhere that he went. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I hear that. Uh, I wish I remembered more about his responsibilities. He was, a, like you said, he was the E-9. He was chief master, and he was the base sergeant major, which means he, he got as high in rank as he could get. You know, yeah. he didn't have a college degree, worked his way up through the ranks and became the base sergeant major. Uh, and uh, my mother told a lot of stories about how he would, if, if, if needed, he'd hop on, he'd jump on somebody. But with three minutes later, they were hugging him. And, yeah. and uh, he, had a, he had a way to do that, you know. And uh, uh, actually, all three of the, the Gill boys were born on Air Force bases. Actually, Joe was born at Fort Benning, Georgia, but uh, my younger brother Jay and I were born at Keesler Field. 
in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, and they went on to Hickam Field in uh, Hawaii, which was adjacent to Pearl Harbor. And uh, he ended up retiring here in Smyrna. Uh, you know, if he'd have stayed in Hawaii, I might have been at the coconut stand right now. Well, uh, let's, go, let's go back. Joe was born in Fort Benning, Georgia. Yes. See, that's where I went to jump school. And, yeah. And that, that was a pretty tough place. But I came from uh, Fort Bragg to go there, which was a real tough place. Yeah. And uh, it was very interesting. So is that why Joe would w win most of the family fights back in those <laughs> days? Of course, you guys were just pure as a driven snow. So thank you, you. you didn't get into those types. Uh, yeah, thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We, you know, just, we, when we lived at Seward Air Force Base, I remember we lived in Capehart uh, housing, and there was a weary housing. Well, Capehart was not a little bit nicer than than uh, Weary, and I've been by there multiple times to look at our old house at 206A Cannon Drive, and it was like a, what do you call it, a duplex or something. You know, we had one side and some other uh, person had the other side, and I think it couldn't have been over 11 to 1,200 square feet. So you put the three Gill boys in there and 1,100 square feet, there, there could be, <laughs> it could be problematic every once in a while. But uh, you never stopped by Buster's or anything place like that, did you? I never heard of the place. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, we're, Joe, we're, speaking of restaurants, we have a great life. Oh, we did, yeah. <laughs> Joe called me yesterday. It was too, so funny. He'd been to Toots, and uh, Joe was the first place kicker ever at Smyrna High School. Back in the old days, you'd oh, run the ball. That. Well, Joe, his, he was pictured in the paper one time with his foot up. And they were holding his foot. The play, the uh, snapper was, and the court and the holder were, and he they called him the golden toe. He made seven out of seven extra points. Well, oh. when he left, George Walls took over the kicker, and then I became the high school kicker, and then my brother Jay became the kicker. I don't know what the deal was with us kicking, but there was apparently an article at Toots that they put out and about, and he said he was reading. He said I was reading about you yesterday. He said that uh, Smyrna thrashed uh, Tullahoma and. I mentioned Ed Davenport and Donnie Holland and Sam Green scoring touchdowns. He said, and Harry Gill kicked six out of nine extra points. He said, I'd be humiliated. That's all I could do is make six out of nine extra points. And I That's sure. Only two thirds of your kicks. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, uh, he was probably more accurate. He could pump it down the middle, but he couldn't put one up from, in from 40, 45 yards like I could. How about that? You guys had some really good teams back then. Yeah, you, we did, yeah. You had size where a lot of them didn't have size. Yeah. Yeah, my senior year, we went to uh, the Tobacco Bowl, mm -hmm. which was, uh, was, a, was a big bowl, that probably the premier bowl back then, and uh, got a hold of Springfield, and Boy Smith was the coach. I don't know if you remember Boy I remember Smith. Boy Smith well. And so they popped us pretty good. I think it was 19 to nothing. But uh, I think our season ended 10 and 1 or 9 and 2 or something like that. It was yeah. a good year. What got you interested in girls' basketball? Uh, I graduated from college. I needed a job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really wanted to coach football, but there wasn't an opening. But there was one for girls' basketball. And Mr. Mac Williams, Mr. J.J. Mac Williams, who's legendary in Smyrna, uh, he said, I'm going to make you the girls' basketball coach. He was a very easy-going man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he was a former Marine, and, <laughs> and you didn't want to mess with him. Nobody did. Yeah. And he said, I don't much care how many games you win, but he said, I want discipline on that team. Yeah. And uh, in the very beginning, I was glad he didn't care how many games we won because we didn't win too many. But, uh, you know, the fourth year, we got to the state championship game, which I'm pretty proud of. And uh, I was really sad that he didn't get uh, – he passed away and yeah. wasn't able to see it. But, uh, uh, you know, good good years. You know, you were blessed. Um, I, I don't know if all the, the military bases were as close-knit with, with the community as they were in Smyrna, but but many of, of the people that uh, served in the service, uh, they either stayed here or came back here yeah. if, if they had, were transferred somewhere else. And what was it that... It, it made Smyrna uh, 
it, it was a place that everybody wanted to come to and everybody it was it was a great supportive uh, uh, city as far as uh, the military community was concerned you don't see that in a lot of other places you know where I was stationed um, it was just us I mean it, uh, the community really wasn't a part maybe it was the type of uh, service that I was in but it, it was different but Smyrna you you have a, a connection with Smyrna that a lot of people from the military would not have in other places right in in uh, what what you had at the time when you were coaching the whole community supported you when you were coaching and I can remember all the uh, tournament games and everything that you were in at the time you you had uh, it, it was a, a kind of a uh, it, it, it was full of glory it was full of uh, if you lost a game, they were with you. But if you won a game, look out. Yeah. I, I, I remember all that very well. Yeah, but we, you had some great athletes. Yeah, we had, we, we had uh, I think from 76 to 83 or 84, we won about 260 or 70 games. It's pretty remarkable. Got to the state six times. Yeah, we had, we had a good following and occasionally that, People would leave after the girls' game and, and uh, wouldn't even stay around for the boys' game. And Mr. Rakes had asked me one time if I wanted to coach the boys. I said, nope, I'm happy right here doing what I'm doing. Uh, but, Is it easier? Well, I think they listen better. Yeah. Yeah, and they're easier. To, I mean, I learned a lot from Campbell Brandon, who's my good friend and I, you know his son is coaching at yeah. Woodbury. Yes, I know that. I've actually talked Bud, to Bud. Bud he's ready. He's just like his daddy. Yeah, he's, he absolutely is. As a matter of fact, I actually helped him get the Smyrna job, and it just didn't pan out for him. But uh, uh, but Campbell, you know, I learned from Campbell uh, much about the technique of coaching, you know, about you know how to develop an offense and a defense and, you know, uh, how to guard people. Uh, and you could really train girls like that from that perspective. You know, they didn't. Some of them didn't have quite the natural ability of the, that the boys did, but you could teach them, and you could overcome. Uh, you could o overcome some maybe deficiencies they had. Can I come in here? You can come on. I didn't even see you sitting here. <laughs> Don't worry about it, honey. So at any rate, uh, you know, it just. Uh, you know, it blossomed into a good thing. But, you know, the interesting, you had brought up about the base. A lot of people, when the base shut down in 71, mm -hmm. chose to retire and remain here in lieu of going to another assignment. Yeah. And uh, and so many people bought houses in Smyrna, so many military people. Uh, like we bought one in 64 when, uh, for about ten or $12,000, which... Uh, Obviously, sold for a lot more of that here the last year or two, but uh, a lot of Air Force people moved into Smyrna, and that's why it's still, uh, still, to a degree, a military town. Yeah, but you still have deep roots in Rutherford County from the people that uh, were came from other areas. And, yeah, and uh, it, it's amazing to me that uh, why is it that that you see people from military families, um, not a whole lot of them will end up going back to where they came from originally. Uh, they just pretty much follow. Of course, they make a lot of friends along the mm -hmm. way when you're in military. And and you, you develop a relationship that that uh, kind of really pull you away from your, your uh, home roots, you might say. Yeah. Well, you know what? For example, in our case... I think we moved here in 58. I was in the second or third grade at John Coleman. And uh, when the base shut down around 70, 71, my dad decided to retire. Well, we'd been here, what, 13 years? Mm -hmm. So in retrospect, this was his new home. You know, there were roots here. We'd all played sports at Smyrna High School or Thurman Francis, uh, played Little League Baseball, played Babe, Babe Ruth in Smyrna. I, I played Legion. Uh, in baseball, so there were so many ties, and already 
Joe, incidentally, uh, got drafted and uh, went back to Fort Benning for training and went to Vietnam. And, of course, he always says that uh, I'm the only hero in the family. Went, went to Vietnam. I said, well, you're the first one that flunked out of college is the only reason you got to go there. So anyway, but he later later remedied that. He came back and got his degree, and he's he's probably the smartest one of the bunch. But uh, well, so that, you know, you were a pretty big hero once you became superintendent of schools because uh, that's kind of a war zone too. When you oh think yeah. About it. You had you had Joyce Michaels taking care of you. Though. I sure did. I tell you what, she was remar- is a remarkable lady. I, I talked to her a couple times. I need to check on her again, but. She, uh, you know, I was there for nine years and three months, which was a long time to be the superintendent. And yeah, it is. She really was, I don't know, comforting and encouraging, and she's pretty much seen it all. She told me she was going to retire when I did, and I retired in 2012, and she's still working. Uh, worked for Don Odom after I left, and I think Bill Spurlock, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Joyce is a great lady. I don't know if she's listening or not, but she is just high Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember uh, when you would go hiding from me, uh, she would track <laughs> you down. I, I had no problem at all. Oh, uh, she, she, she could sure find you. She's seen it all and, and done it all, you know. Uh, I don't remember hiding from you. What was I hiding from you for? You didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> oh, that's never been true. I, I was, I was, uh, no. We had a great relationship, which is unusual in positions like that. Yeah, but I think you probably got mad at me a time or two because I got a lot—the biggest part of the money—and you. I know you were thinking, I wish he. You were getting ninety percent of the money <laughs> coming in Rutherford County, and I think I was getting one percent of the money coming in. Yeah, I had somebody tell me one time, said you're the reason we have these high property taxes. They were serious <laughs> and they were angry about it, and I just. You know, just laughed it off. Did you ever think that the schools would explode like they they have? I mean, Whew. I mean, we've got a whole lot more schools now yeah. than I remember in Davidson County years ago. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't look for it to slow down. But in answer to your question, I I don't think I anticipated the growth we had. I think in the, I think while I was there from uh, 2003 to 2012, we built nine new schools and six additions, and I think they're I don't know if they're on that same pace, but uh, it just continues to grow. And I think I read where they're now larger than Hamilton County, the yeah, school system they is. Are. Gee, money. We're the fourth largest uh, county in, in the state of Tennessee now. That's pretty crazy. And nobody ever thought that they the big four would be replaced. But Rutherford County, they'll, they'll yeah. replace. They'll go into number three maybe before I, I, I go somewhere else. And... Uh, it's amazing. Yep. Um, people will say a lot of it is because pe- Davidson County is bringing a lot of it in, but I still believe Rutherford County is on its own. I mean, uh, they don't – Rutherford County, they almost try to dismiss us a little bit mm-hmm. because we're, we're probably the most attractive county in the state of Tennessee. Right, exactly. And, and a lot of it is the school system, and and yep. uh, we have to give you a lot of credit for I appreciate that. The yeah. things that happened. It was the only thing that was tougher now than it was back when you were the superintendent is the virus. Yeah, I, the virus is how. What do you think about the the virtual type schools and those types? I know what I think. But I want somebody that has been through the war zones. Yeah. Well, first of all, I feel sorry for the the superintendent that has to make all these decisions. And, and I know he's doing a good job. Yeah, really Bill's is. Bill's doing a good job. Yeah. He's a sharp guy, and you know he's he's subject to criticism just simply because he's having to deal with this doggone virus. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'd want kids in school. Yeah. If it's at all possible, and uh, is it possible to to do the virtual things and remain at a high level because you know the kids. The kids, they they want to see you. They want to react. They, they want to taking them out of out of the classroom. To me, is a terrible thing. It, yeah, I mean, not only are they not exposed to a teacher in in daily learning, uh, but the socialization skills and. Uh, yeah. 
the interaction with other kids and the, the behaviors that they need to develop are out the window too. Uh, you know, so much like we've got a lot of states now that are are closed, and the teacher unions are are not uh, uh, supportive of of in school learning. And of course, then you got some of the more conservative governors that are saying we're going to school, and they are going to school, and they've managed to keep the infection rate among kids down very low. So uh, I would personally do all I could to get kids in school. Uh, and I think it's critical that we get teachers vaccinated so that we can protect them and protect their families when they get home. But that'd be my approach. They're not really focusing as much on keeping the teachers safe as they are the students, are they? And, and it looks to me like the, the teachers, um, I think they would welcome going back into the classroom if they had that particular type of treatment. Yeah, if I had, I mean, I think they'd be, I can tell you from my own perspective, I had the second shot, the Moderna shot last week, and it was like you were liberated. I just felt yeah. so safe, so much better already, uh, where I would wade into places that I ordinarily may not have. But I think, uh, and now the teachers are privy to the shot. I uh, hope they're all taking advantage of it. I hear some that are, oh, I'm not going to take it, or I'm afraid to see where it, you know, this, the effect it might have on me. Uh, but uh, I commend uh, the state, CDC, whomever, recognize that teachers need to get this vaccine. And I think once they do, it'll, it'll make, uh, you know, uh, in-classroom learning you know, more, more prevalent and taking place. Yeah. Once we have fear that steps into our lives, it changes everything. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm a... People get mad at me, but I, I'm a part of the herd mentality. <laughs> of course, we all grew up. We it, we take the measles shots and uh, and, and all those other shots that go with it. I, uh, Mike and I were a number of uh, people that lived in our community. We all got the polio and uh, and fought it off. And uh, some uh, one particular lady ended up in an iron lung, which that was a mm. terrible thing to, uh, to do. But she. She fought it off, and finally, I think that she ended up the uh, queen of Antioch School when wow. she left here and went into Davidson County. And uh, but it, it's it's a thing that uh, you have to be almost stubborn about those things. You really <laughs> have to do it. And of course, uh, you grew up um, under a smudge, and you were tough as nails. Uh, I remember you and you and Joe in particular, but y'all were always hugging and taking care of each <laughs> other and all that, the good stuff. Uh -huh. But um, I, I think a lot of it is how you're raised and all the obstacles that uh, you kick out of your way on your way up as as you grow into life. That, that's a big deal. And I can remember you fighting with the, the county commissioners and, and, uh, and the school board people too. Yep. Uh, if uh, they wouldn't agree with what you were trying to uh, promote during that particular year. And uh, I respected you for it. Well, I appreciate you it. You always yeah. stood up for the things that you believed in. Yeah, I, I don't, I think that's something I probably got to my DNA from my dad. He was pretty hard-nosed as the smadge, as you say. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I was fortunate to, like I said, work with some good commissioners, and I, I remember uh, Mayor Burgess one time, he and I didn't see eye to eye on something. Uh, and it, what it was, was uh, I wanted to turn Central Middle into a magnet school. Remember that. And Yeah, and uh, put a committee together and knew what I wanted. But, you know, sometimes when you get people behind the concept and the philosophy, it's easier to sell, which was part of the goal. And the only way we could turn that school into a uh, magnet school was to build some surrounding middle schools because we had to send some uh, kids out of central middle to the surrounding middle schools yeah. so anyway it was during the recession 09 which to me was a perfect time to build the schools because i knew we could build them about 10 million dollars cheaper and mayor burgess was reluctant to do it because 
uh, he didn't know how the economy was going to turn out, and he was kind of watching the uh, the financial coffers for the county. And we got voted down 12 to 9, and I I was so upset. Yeah. And he came over and shook my hand and told me, he said, I'm sorry, but maybe we can do it next year. And I, I looked at him, and I was red-faced, as you said earlier. I said, Ernest, I said, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. And we had about 30 to 45 more days to get something done. And I got on the phone next day with uh, Dr. Bull, and I said, would you put this uh, back in health ed, I'd like to go after go after this one more time. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, you got to convince two, two or three people to change their vote," and uh, we did. We worked for a month, and then the well, next. Let's take a break because I want to get back to this because <laughs> I don't want to break in the middle of it. Okay. We're take a break, and we'll be right back with Harry Gill. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 7.50 to 8.10 on WGNS, AM, FM, online. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with and, and sentimental value, and we can come in, and, and whether you want to totally remodel your house or if you just want to update your kitchen and bathroom, we can help with any of those things. So when we decided to redo the playroom, it was obvious. We called Faro Construction. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. Fair Construction Company. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS. Hey, this is Taylor with Bell Jewelers, inviting you to come shop with us. Bell Jewelers is fortunate to have three on staff GIA certified gemologists, and one of the major benefits to that is that we know value. As a customer, I would feel more confident going to somewhere that has a certified gemologist on staff. Bell Jewelers. 821 Northwest Broad Street, across from Toots. Hey, fellas, I want to encourage you to take care of your health. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. If you've been tired, grumpy, have lack of motivation and drive, or if you've noticed weight gain or loss of muscle mass, those could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center's concierge medicine, exclusively for men, and now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self-injected home treatments are just $135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. Schedule your health assessment now at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The list of performers for this year's Great Tennessee Air Show is out. The lineup is headlined by the United States Air Force Thunderbirds. The U.S. Special Operations Command Parachute Team will also perform. Organizers say this year's event will include social distancing. The show is set for June 5th and 6th at the Smyrna Airport. This Saturday, St. Mark's United Methodist Church on North Rutherford Boulevard is giving away emergency food boxes. The free distribution starts at 10 o'clock Saturday morning and lasts till 1 Saturday afternoon. Use the entrance at 1267 North Rutherford Boulevard and exit onto Old Las Casas Pike. Boxes will be handed out at the warehouse behind the church. 
A bill that would ensure a student's right to express their belief on campus is moving through the state's legislature. It would ensure that any public university policy would not impede a student's ability to express themselves. It's a response to a letter Republican state senators sent to colleges earlier this year, asking them to stop student-athletes from kneeling during the national anthem. Some experts on the First Amendment say that policy would violate state and federal laws. The Tennessee Historical Commission says that bust of former KKK leader Nathan Bedford Forrest should be removed from the Tennessee state capitol. The Historical Commission voted yesterday to move the bust of the Confederate general to the Tennessee State Museum. The Historical Commission's final decision was 25 to 1. House Speaker Cameron Sexton says he will wait for guidelines from Attorney General Herbert Slattery before doing anything. Join the conversation on social media. Just log on to Facebook.com slash WGNS Radio and click the like button. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. French's Shoes and Boots has the hottest brands and unbeatable deals that you won't find anywhere else. But this stuff is going fast, and these deals can't last. Everyone wants the wildly popular Hey Dude shoes, and French's has them back in stock. Check out the latest styles for men, women, and kids. Hurry and get to French's here in the borough while the getting is good. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-70s. Winds out of the southwest around 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 56. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. With Harry Gill, and uh, I cut right in the middle <laughs> when you started explaining what was going on with uh, the prospective middle school at Central High School. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we we were having real issues at, at Central Middle, yeah. and uh, the solution, I felt like, was to uh, convert it to a magnet school, something that we were getting big enough to have. Of course, the high school principals didn't want to do it because they were afraid it would become a brain drain that we'd end up taking yeah. their top students. And... Uh, so anyway, uh, long story short, as they say, uh, we were able to change the initial vote from 12-9 against funding the new middle schools, which were Oakland and uh, Whitworth Buchanan, and we'd already started on Rockvale. And over the course of a month, I got three folks to change their vote, and I can't really remember who they are, but uh, uh, but we the, the board and myself won out and we got the middle schools which ultimately ended with central middle becoming central magnet and jeff uh, jordan called me about a i don't know sometime in the last year or two and he said do you remember telling us that if we would support this that central magnet would be the best school in the state and i said jeff i don't really remember saying that but i knew it was going to be a super school 
and lo and behold, it was named the best school in Tennessee by some national publication here in the last couple of years. So, and then and in the top five in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, incredible school and a very coveted seat. Mm-hmm. To uh, if you're a student and want to get in there, uh, you know those guys are going on to four-year colleges without exception. Yeah. Many of them getting scholarships to the Dukes of the world, the MITs, uh, you know, Emory. So uh, anyway, it's you know it's pretty cool to have played a role in something like that. You know, as you look back on your career or your life, you you know you did something pretty spectacular right there. Is that right at the top of your list? I I, I it's hard to look back at accomplishments. But that's got to be very high because it, it it's turned out that uh, it's reached a lot of kids, um, not just uh, the ones that are higher up in the IQs and stuff like that, but the kids that uh, had special gifts to go on into the science yeah. and the math. And the yeah, and become that. doctors and engineers and, yeah. and change the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was... I'm very proud of that. I, I guess if I look back on my career, I mean, had a little luck in coaching and won a lot of awards and stuff like that. But I'm most proud of the fact that uh, I was able to play a big part in having nine schools built, having six new additions, changing the mindset of the county commission. We can't keep pouring these portables in here. We need buildings for these kids. We need yeah. more teachers. And... You know, personally, I mean, I played a big role in that. I'm pretty you doggone really proud of that. And uh, so. And I don't think there has been enough attention to what you actually accomplished there. It's, it's not just finding the kids that can qualify for those type of schools, but also the teachers and the principal as they relate to it. And I think the, oh, my goodness, I, I've got a... Uh, uh, niece that teaches uh, science over there at Central Magnet. Yes. Wow. And uh, she is extremely bright, and and she's focused on the careers of these students that come before her and what they're looking at. That does make it big. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, the principal's got to take that into account that how smart these students are, and they better have smart teachers to staff the class. And I, I, I can laugh about this, but I remember Mr. Mack, when he hired me to my first year to teach, uh, he gave me a geography class. And I thought, heck, I don't know much about geography. I had a kid in class that knew more about the uh, subject matter than I did. You know how to find your way down Broad Street toward <laughs> Murfreesboro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can do that. So at any rate, uh, you know, the old saying is first-rate people hire first-rate people. And of course, yeah. John Ash is out there. John, John's very sharp, very bright. Yeah, he is. Uh, and uh, I know he's doing a great job. Now you've got uh, MacFadden and other schools yep. now. Um, do you look for that to grow as far as the magnet schools are concerned, or are, uh, are we? Do we have the percentages? Yeah. Already where they should be. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. First of all, you're limited by the square footage of the building on how much you could expand it. But, you know, since I've left, I think they picked up uh, another 10,000 students. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some discussion over the time about opening something up, uh, a magnet school on the Smyrna end of the county. And they already have uh, Thurman Francis, which is an elementary magnet school. I say they'll eventually do some other kind of magnet school. I think they probably reached the point where they could certainly justify it. Yeah. Uh, I don't really wade into what goes on down there. It's kind of like uh, when I left out of there, I left out of there. You know, when I left yeah. out of the town of Smyrna, I left out. It's no longer my place to intervene or undermine or do anything to hurt anyone that's running the school system or the town of Smyrna. Yeah. But it, as I remember, um, it draws the parents and the students closer together. But you 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 almost need uh, parents that can fit the bill to be with those students and, and work with them as, as they, um, you're talking about probably a couple or three hours more uh, studying at night. 
than you do yeah. in some of the other schools. Yeah, absolutely. When they leave school uh, at 3 o'clock or whatever time they leave, uh, their, their school day's not effectively over. Yeah. You know, there's more to do. And parents have got to be, I, I think they do a pretty adequate job of, of advising parents when kids come in there, this is going to be a challenge. This is going to be yeah. tough. And I've heard from some that said that the kid, when they when they got out, when they graduated from Central Magnet, they actually college was a relief. You know, it's like a vacation. It was so yeah. much easier than that, the the uh, uh, curriculum at at Central Magnet. So, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's a team effort to be successful at that school. And a lot of people put in for it. Uh, oh yeah, which is amazing. And and some of them want to take that first step. Like like uh, going to McFadden, and then you grow into it as uh, you continue on with your classes. Yeah, and, and I, I actually had a phone call and to talk to Kevin Rigsby. Kevin's a very, very good person and a very proud father. He's a planner in Smyrna, the town planner. Mm-hmm. And I called him the other day uh, about a question, an uh, 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 ordinance question. And I said, Kevin, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm checking the mail every day to see if my daughter's gotten approved to Central Magnet. And I said, well, you want me to call John and find out? He said, would you please, would you please? I said, no, nah, I'm staying out of this stuff. But, you know, that's the way it is. I mean, you apply and you got to have uh, super grades and super results on your testing to, in order to get in. But, yeah, everybody that applies wants in, but everybody doesn't get in. Isn't it funny, once you retire, people still think that you're affiliated <laughs> in some way and you can, you, you can uh, make some decisions. And, oh, yeah. And uh, I found out that <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get, Mr. Gill, would you help me with a zone exemption? I want my child to go to Stewart's Creek or Seagull or would you, I, my daughter needs a job or something with us. Just graduating college. And, you know, if you can help out, I always try to help out. Now, when you left the school system and you went into uh, uh, being the uh, the one who actually ran the day-to-day operations in in as the city manager in Smyrna, um, was that a whole lot different than what you? Of course, education and and running a um, city are very different, aren't they? Did that give you any particular type of uh, anxiety once you went in? Uh, no. Not, Not it, at all? None at all. Of course, you had, you had Mary Esther in there, and and uh, yep. she, she 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 does a good job over there. Yeah, of course, she, she's a Smyrna girl. Yeah. Grew up there, uh, the family, uh, long, long deep roots in, in Smyrna. Yeah, met Mary Esther, and you know, and then you had H.G. Cole, Tim Morrell, Mark Haggett, all these people had been at Smyrna High. Matter of fact, I had all of them in class pretty much. Uh, and you know, one thing I'll say about them, I don't know that it's, they always try to agree on everything, get along on everything. I don't know that that's always the best thing to do. Sometimes disagreement's better, but they get along so well, and every one of them's got Smyrna's interest at heart. Yeah. Uh, but it, it uh, the biggest difference in that job, I mean, you still had, you know, you, you budgets to do, you had personnel to, you're in charge of, you had roads to build, you had parks to take care of. The biggest thing, you didn't have the uh, 40,000 students and 80,000 parents that you had to worry about, you know, keeping happy all the time. Uh, uh, you know, and like, for example, we had 500 or something, 400 and something employees versus 5,500, which is the number of employees we had the last year as a superintendent. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's just a smaller, smaller scale in comparison with being the superintendent. Yeah, but being a city manager, you have, you're like the guy that has to step out and take all the blame for everything because... Uh, I remember Roger Haley for for many years. Roger and I were big buddies, just like you and I have been for years. And he'd call me, and and there were some things that would come up. He knew that he was going to have shots fired at him as soon as he made a decision. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of the city manager's job. You're going to do things that uh, there's going to be a number of people that are not going to be happy with you. 
But you have to do them. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that was true in both cases. I mean, yeah. you you can't you you better not go into those kind of jobs and have thin skin. Uh, well, no, nobody would ever get mad at Mary <laughs> Esther. I mean, who's going to get mad at her? She was probably slick enough to pass the blame on to me. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, but th- yeah, there's there's critici- plenty of criticism to go around when you're uh, on a on a board or you're the city manager. And uh, you know, the biggest thing, like for example, nobody wanted new subdivisions. Because it congested the traffic deal. So if we'd start a... I can relate to that. Yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. So uh, the roads aren't ready for this subdivision. You know, and there'd be an influx of people come down and uh, and speak their mind regarding that. But I think at the end of the day, the council in Smyrna was pretty good about doing what was right. Yeah. And obviously you can't, you can't deny somebody the right to develop farmland for homes i mean you can put restrictions on what they do you can require certain road improvements etc but they got a right to do those things and uh all you got to do is ride around smyrna or ride on the outskirts of smyrna and you'll see that building is taking place uh, matter of fact i went to sam's the other day the back way in front of brown's chapel school and out blackman road mm-hmm. i couldn't believe how much growth there was oh gosh it's unbelievable yeah where you look there's a new subdivision going up so but but you have to t- you have to accept it. I know I see all of that traffic when I come in in the morning or drive across town or whatever. It takes me forever, and I'm saying words I shouldn't be saying on the way <laughs> over there. But but that's the way growth is, and, and it's as long as it's positive growth. That that's the big thing. Yeah, we've had some very good leaders in this community, and we've been blessed with it because. They uh, they sit back and they will study everything before it happens. A lot of the the people. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was so excited when uh, Ronnie Martin was uh, elected on the city council back uh, this last time, and uh, he he's one of those people that he studies everything before he makes a decision. And you were that way. And, and uh, the, the things that would pop in your head. Of course, you saw something that was almost like a miracle when the base shut down. The biggest uh, thought in everybody's head: Smyrna's going to die. They're mm-hmm. going to die a slow death. Yep. But it was just the opposite because the leadership in Smyrna was always very thoughtful of the people that lived there. Yeah, they were, and you know, the Ridleys deserve a big part of the credit for that. Of course, Nissan located there, and other industrial that they brought other business with them, and uh, yeah. But the word was that town of Smyrna is just going to collapse, yeah, shut down. And in retrospect, it's a thriving community, you know. Uh, Sam Ridley's about to be six-laned, and there's all kinds of business out there. Ultimately, eventually, I think Amalville Road will be come something similar to Sam Ridley. Uh, How come there was never a statue built of Sam? Of Sam? Yeah. I don't know. They named a highway after him. Yeah, but that's a di- big difference. Well, yeah, no, went... I don't guess it is, because if it was a statue, somebody would have it taken down and uh, thrown first... away or whatever. I'd prefer not to go there. You're right. Uh, mm. But uh, well, he wasn't that tall. It wouldn't have been that expensive to build, would it? What was he, about 5'2"? About 5'3 or 5'4". Oh, was he that tall? Yeah, he was full of personality, though. Yeah, he sure was. Yeah. D- didn't, didn't he work directly with General Patton? I think I he, think he was in Patton's army. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he was. I think he, he was. He knew Patton, if I can't. He, he, have you ever thought about it? He's looked at things different than anybody else. He could say things that didn't make any sense to me a lot of times but it did make sense to him yeah he was a lot of fun to be around well could people you ever, could you ever tell the two apart uh, oh yeah yeah i actually played golf a couple times with knox and the scrambles and stuff like that out there well knox had a hearing aid in his yeah. yeah but that was fun i could tell you some funny stories but we probably don't have time but uh but yeah i could tell them apart and uh I didn't deal with them much. I was in education. I dealt more with like Coon Victory. Coon was Parks guy, and I actually uh, Coon had asked me to head up the summer uh, 
recreation program, and it was uh, nice to work for him. You know, he was a go-getter. He did a lot for recreation on that end of the county. And uh, anyway. Uh, he could have been elected to anything he wanted to be elected to, uh, but he decided to work over there at, at the um, what what would you call that of uh, the building supply place? Yeah, Crosland. We all know what Crosland, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know it's doing well in in Eagleville? I, I've been out there actually. Yeah, I'm proud of Eddie. Eddie Crosland doing well, and uh, of course his daddy. I thought the world of his daddy yeah. too. But uh, yeah, you're right. Coon uh, Coon could have probably still. Very well thought of. Of course, yeah. the dynamics are a little different. Smyrna, there are a lot of people don't know who Harry Gill is or Coon Victory or you know. How in the world could that be? I don't know. We got to get got to get the word out there. You need just a history book with nothing but the history of Smyrna in it. Yeah. And you could do it. You you could do a good job with that. I don't know. And then we'll let Joe. Uh, read it and, and, and proofread it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, the smartest one of the three Gill boys was Jay, my younger brother. He yeah. passed away recently. Yeah. That, uh, I, I never saw that coming. I didn't either. It's heartbreaking. It still. Yeah. I still think he lived about a mile away from me as a crow flies. Mm -hmm. And I here lately, I've just started to get in the car and go over and see him just to sit down and get a few laughs because he had a good sense of humor. Have an athlete. I think his junior year, he was the most valuable player on Coach Bud Rake's basketball team. He, uh, I remember one night he came in and told my dad, said, you know, he was the point guard, Jay was. And a point guard has the ball about 70% of the time, which means they're prone to more mistakes. Uh, yeah, but they're like the coach on, on yeah, the Oh, court. yeah, yeah. So he told my dad, said, Dad, every time I come over there, he pops me in the stomach. And my dad said, well, quit being the first one over there. Let everybody else get there. You come and circle in behind them. And uh, came back that night and said, that's a great idea. I didn't get popped in the stomach one time. <laughs> Who was most like your dad of y'all? They say I was. Uh, I don't know. But... Uh, Smadges have a lot of influence on everything. You know, When they're there, they, they control everybody's attention i've heard that they to be honest with you i've heard from multiple people that they sort of he sort of ran the show they yeah. sort of run the show uh you know the, the colonels pass on those those responsibilities to them get this done get that done and uh i think he had that uh i think that's sort of the way it was we had to know like fort bragg was a big base and it had all everything for rangers and and uh, uh, special forces, you name it, they had it over there. But the one person that you had to know to get anything done in that type of base was the smadges. It, you wouldn't, it wasn't the generals or mm -hmm. the colonels or anything like that. Yeah, uh, th They got it from the ground floor on up. And it, it was amazing how much respect. In fact, I remember there was an E-7 that worked in our particular group, uh, 18th Airborne Corps. And the smadge and him got into a debate over something. So they decided to go into another room. And uh, all of a sudden, I never heard so much noise in my <laughs> life. And when they came out, it was, um, they were not as um, um, kind of neat as they were before they went in there. And and I thought, you know, that's pretty special. Yeah. They, they know how to end that uh, particular argument, and uh, that, that 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 got my attention. I mm -hmm. can that. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you can't always agree on everything if yeah. you're running things, and when you don't, you need to eventually come to a conclusion. And when you do, you gotta kind of move forward, because you are trying to work work in the best interest of the operation. Now, once you became the school superintendent, there's always going to be one or two that are not going to uh, agree with what you're doing. And that's very difficult. Now, did you have many behind-the-door meetings 
with these particular individuals when you're trying to sell them on some of the programs that you've got? Uh, yeah. It's sh short order. Did they short always answer. understand what you were trying to do? I think they did, but, you know, the reality is if you're the superintendent, you got to always keep four people happy on the board. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, it's an art. And uh, same with the county commission. You know, I mean, the last thing I'd want to do is make the mayor mad for a long time. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, you know, I worked closely with Mr. Ed Jordan, who was the chairman of the board, you he know. He did a great job. And Ed, oh, yeah, he was great. Yeah. I love Mr. Jordan. Uh, it was crucial for me to make sure that, first of all, he had a lot of good ideas. And he had navigated a, the waters many times yeah. getting things done. But I always tried to make sure that I'd get my point across and my idea across. I didn't, and I'd leave there thinking, I want him to think it's his idea. <laughs> but I need him on board here. And uh, I remember specifically one time he called me and told me, here's how you ought to handle this. And I was in my first or second year, and I mean, it was a, that was a tough job, you know. Yeah. And he said, I think you ought to handle it like this. And I said, Mr. Jordan, I'm not sure I ought to do it that way. I said, I'm going to think this through. And I didn't do exactly the way, uh, exactly what he recommended. I did what I thought I ought to do. It was a big personnel issue that was in the paper. And uh, after it was over with, it all settled down. It died down. He called me one day. He said, listen to me. Did what I told you to do, didn't you? I said, oh, yes, sir. I sure did. <laughs> so, you know, you just... It's about relationships, you know, and and uh, bringing people on board. If you want to know who the best people are, say like county commission or school board members, um, not the mayor or the, or the uh, school superintendent or whatever, you'll find out the best ones are the ones who do not make a whole lot of noise in the public meetings. It's the, the, the people mm -hmm. that want to do the right thing. Uh, they will go and communicate with mm -hmm. the superintendent or the mayor or whatever. Or, or, or uh, if, if it's the mayor, it would be some of the department heads all the way across the county. Those things, if they're done correctly, most of that can be worked out before you ever get to the point of having the open meetings. Because when the open meetings happen... Um, you, you need to stay pretty much within the guidelines of what you need to be. Yep. And that doesn't always happen. I, I, I can tell you, I was, when Bill uh, was uh, appointed uh, the superintendent, mm -hmm. I have never seen such a row in my life before that. I was almost embarrassed, and you know how me, I never get embarrassed about anything, mm -hmm. but I was embarrassed at, at the questions that were thrown at him during that particular yep. meeting. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, those are those high, yeah, you're exactly right. There are a lot, those high profile jobs like that, uh, one, they're nerve wracking. Secondly, they're hitting you from all angles. Uh, you just, I don't know, like I said, you just got to be, uh, you can't be thin skinned. You got to be tough. Yeah. You got to go in there. You got to play the game, so to speak. And you mentioned something that's really critical is that in almost on the county commission, on the school boards, uh, there are influencers. There are some people that that you know if you if you get them on board, they'll bring a few others with them. Yeah. And that's the way you get the stuff accomplished. Uh, so. Uh, you don't want to cause call attention to just yourself. Oh Lord, no. People yeah. that get in front and and they want the cameras on them and all those things. Uh, they don't understand what I don't believe they understand what type of harm that they cause just to promote themselves. It, mm -hmm. it, it, I never have understood that. Yeah, I, I tell you, well, I won't call him by name, but there was one county commissioner. I'd, I'd get some mad just seeing him up there spew stuff and being disrespectful of other county commissioners, and you know, I just wanted to shake him. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. Now. Of all the people that were educators in Smyrna, there's got to be one or two or more that influenced you to get, get into the career of education. Yeah, you know, once I got in, I mean, 
I'd say the three people that influenced me, my, my own father, you know, yeah. uh, Mr. Mac, yeah. uh, everybody idolized him. And of course, Coach Rakes, you know, Mr. Rakes was my high school football coach. And uh, then when I became, uh, when Mr. Mac passed away, Coach Rakes became uh, Mr. Rakes, the principal. And I was with him for 14 years as, as principal, and then I moved into administration. And of course, it was pretty interesting that then some when I became the superintendent, he actually worked for me, mm-hmm. which was great because I knew, like Lee Iacocca said, you you lead, follow, get the heck out of the way. All I needed to do with Mr. Rakes get the heck out of the way. Yeah, I'd work with him, and I knew what his capabilities were, so I never had any qualms any interventions uh only a very strong personality who coach rakes yes oh yeah 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 and i enjoyed talking to him oh yeah I, th- th- we've got tons of funny stories we could talk about when i played for him and yeah. coached uh coached under him and then when i was uh superintendent he was principal but yeah. uh he uh he one thing i'm really proud of you asked about things I'm proud of uh I was inducted into the TWA Hall of Fame in 2009, mm-hmm. and in order to get in the Hall of Fame, you have to have two members nominate you. And uh, so I called Campbell, Brandon, I said, let's see if we can get Mr. Rakes in there. I said, he deserves mm-hmm. deserves as, as much as anyone. So Campbell and I put Mr. Rakes up. I can't call him Bud, but yeah. we put him up, uh, nominated him. And, you know, he submits a, uh, like a resume or an application and he was eventually approved. Mm-hmm. And I remember that the day of the induction at, uh, embassy suite, I had to pin him. That's the way it's done. I think there are nine entries every year and they were reading off his kind of his bio. And he said that he hired superintendent, uh, director of Rutherford County schools, Harry Gill, mm-hmm. uh, when he started his education career and I was standing with him. I said, you didn't hire me, Mr. Mac. Then he said, I'm taking credit for it. <laughs> well, I can't tell you how much that meant you for me. You didn't stick him with that pen, did he? <laughs> oh no. I pre- you know what? I thought if, if he wants to take credit for it, I'll sure pass yeah. it on to him. I mean, that was pretty meaningful. Some people just stand above the, all the parade, don't they? And yeah. Oh he's yeah. One of them. Yeah. He absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. He had a pretty distinguished career. Well, we've, uh, Got to wrap up the show. It, it goes too fast when I've got you on. Yeah, well, it's, it's been a joy. Although, and I've thought back to your opening remarks about me and you being, could be uh, in Adam's place. And I couldn't help but think that, well, wait a minute, I'm not as old as you. I'm not quite ready. Now, maybe you are. Uh, Are you speechless? I, I was about seven grades ahead of you, I think it was. <laughs> so it's not that far. It's boy. not that big a gap, is it? <laughs> Thank you, Harry. Yes, Harry sir. Harry Gills, always a great show. Thank you for coming over. Yeah, my privilege. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.